You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. All right, Thursday. What's up, Al? How are we doing? Oh, hi, Jerry. It's a little post-show podcast for you. We do this like every week, right? Uh, well, we do it Monday through Thursdays, and then on Fridays we post the... We do another one. Well, we do the warm-up show. Which is really a podcast. It, which is a podcast, and then we also attach a Flashback Friday. I can tell you this week's Flashback Friday, which will be posted tomorrow, are two separate uh, Omar from Brooklyn calls. Yes. Uh, and I will explain in there why you maybe haven't heard Omar on the show uh, as often as you would like. Oh, there you go. I explain all of that in there. I'm going to use that as a teaser, Jerry, instead of telling you that right here. Jerry, um, I've been looking around in different areas of New Jersey, you know, for um, uh, real estate sort of things to move. I know. I was, for some reason, uh, you know, what I'll do is I'll look on those uh, real estate apps and then I'll jot down some addresses and just drive around the neighborhoods. Yeah. I was in one neighborhood in Old Bridge Township. Yes. Every single home had an above-ground pool. It's very popular in New Jersey. Very popular. I know Boomer always calls one one of the islips, or the North Shore or the South Shore, one of those areas of Long Island, Boomer calls the land of the above-ground pools. Right. Uh, but I saw something today, and you're a pool guy. You have a pool, yeah? Yes. I, I am not a pool guy, actually. Oh, I would prefer not. not to have the pool. But when we bought the house in 2005, it already had the pool. Yeah. Now, I've seen that, too, where in my head I'd be like, oh, that pool's coming down. Well, I, it's funny you say that well, because that's a pain in the ass. where I used to live, we used to live in Brick uh, down by Point Pleasant. And we had, when we first moved in, there was an above ground pool. And one summer I said to my wife, oh, no, we're not going in it. We're not, I spent all this money to keep it clean. What's the point? So I ripped it down and took, I took it down. The problem was, and we were there for another couple of years, your lawn's ruined. Right. Like, I, I put great dirt in. I spent all this money on the proper dirt and seeds and... It just doesn't take properly, and you got this big circle in your backyard. It looks terrible. So I figured, you know what? Matthew at the time was one going on two. We'll get use out of the pool. We'll keep it up. It's expensive as hell, though. Yes. But it is worth it as long as you don't buy it. I, I, I believe that. I think you should only have a pool if you're in a part of the country where it's hot all the time, like Florida, California, and Arizona. That's a di- I, there's no doubt. That's a different issue. If you got weather, you can go in the pool nine, ten months out of the year. Perfect. Because I remember we had an above-ground pool in Colonia, New Jersey yeah. when I grew up. 
And nothing pissed my father off more than us not using the pool. <laughs> I am now my dad in that regard. <laughs> like, I, it'd be beautiful weather, 85 degrees. Why don't you just go in the pool? Eh. What, eh. Like you said, the amount of money you pay to keep that yes. up. I I have, I go to great lengths. I love my parents to death. I, I look up to them. I think they're great. But I don't want to become them. I want to be me. And that's one thing we've always discussed how, you know, your girlfriend or your wife turns into their mother. I believe only if they allow themselves to be. All right. I think if you're conscious of it, you can be your own person. However, the one thing that I have become has been my dad with the pool. Because I I see it now and I understand it. I really do. Exactly what you're saying. It'll be 86 degrees. There won't be a cloud in the sky. And my boys who are, they really are fantastic. But they'll be like, hmm, they're really into the pool today. What else can we do? I'm kind of bored. Bored? What do you mean you're bored? I got a badminton net in the backyard. You've got a trampoline. You've got a slide. You've got a pool. You've got a basketball hoop in the driveway. You've got 17 gazillion video games, although I don't want them on that specifically in the summer, whatever. I'll take you to the driving range. If you want to go play tennis, we'll do that. Pick something. Don't tell me you're bored. Put your bathing suit on and jump in the damn pool. How about that? Yeah, we did. You do you have a uh, temperature gauge in your pool? I do not. You see, we did, and that was that would always be a problem because on like an eighty-five degree day, if it had been cooler sure, previous days, freezing, my father would be like, "No one's going in the pool." We'd go out there and lift up the thing. If the thermometer was like seventy-one, seventy-two, be like, mm, "I ain't going in there. It's freezing." I do believe because I have a friend of mine who's got a heated pool. The difference between having a heated pool and a regular pool is ridiculous. Their kids, that's spoiled, whatever you want to call it, that's fine. We all spend our money in different ways. My friend put in a heating system for about $5,000. They are in the pool, Al, nonstop. It's like, oh, let's jump in the pool. Oh, it's awesome, right? And then they get out. They want to go in the pool at 8 o'clock at night? You don't have to worry about it being chilly. They jump in like it's nothing. They're in, they're out. They, I mean... That's the investment to make if you get a pool. Then my dad tried to make a, a lesser investment, but still an investment. I, I can't imagine what this cost. He got a solar cover yeah. for the pool. Yep. So it would lay on top of the water, this big circular cover, yep. and then supposedly that would heat. It would really heat the opening layer of the water. Right. The top, like, foot will be warm. Right. The problem was how much of a pain in the ass it was to put on and off. That's it. So then you didn't want to do that. What is a pain? Right. Now they make them, because I looked into that, where you can it can be automatic. You press a button and it rolls out. Oh, that's nice. But if you're going to do that and spend 2500 spend the five grand and just heat the damn thing. And this is also the time of year, well, in a couple months when people start opening their pools, where you find, like, dead animals that accidentally went in there. I've never was, found a dead animal. You never found a squirrel. Once. Matter of fact, last year I opened my pool, crystal clear. Could jump right in. Hmm. Pretty cool. We used to find like every couple of years we'd get a squirrel in there that where the squirrel in the winter thinks, oh, this is a place I could burrow under and live. And then boom, they're in the water and then they can't get out because if I the open covers. That pool and there's a squirrel in it. Yeah. And hit you over the head with well, something. It means you jinxed me. Chances are if you haven't had them before. But I saw this article today, Jerry, and I was thinking of the land of above ground pools and whatnot. Kim Kardashian. You're familiar with her. She made you think of the land of above ground pools? Well, yes, and here's why. This is a Kim Kardashian product. This isn't somebody who made this as a joke. This is on her website for sale. Okay. The Kim Kardashian butt pillow 
float. It's a like a tube that you would go swimming in, I'm in the sorry. shape of her Can butt. Can you explain this to me? Yeah, and it's not April Fool's Day. This was posted yesterday, Jerry, on TMZ. I thought it was a joke. $98 for the butt for the pool ass float. float. Yes. She's in a thong in, in the float. $98. You can pre-order now. Unfortunately, Jerry, you're not going to get that for you and the kids until June, which is uh, kind of late for New Jersey. It's actually perfect for New Jersey. Oh, June is you when you really want to go in the pool. The, that's true. No one's going May. in the pool in May. Right. It goes back to your comment about 12 weeks of the pool. Yeah. So are you in for this? No. You would not I don't, be interested. I'm, I am one I, to each his own. I mm-hmm. think if you like large women, that's great. You like okay. thin women, that's great. You like average, medium. You like what you like. That's fantastic. Right. I don't understand the, the intrigue with a huge ass. Me neither. I don't get it. But, you know, if that's what you want, great. So Some guys like a, an ass float. like a big butt. Yeah, and floaty asses. I'm more of a boobs guy than a butt guy. Agreed. I mean, I don't know where you want me to go with this. I don't. I, I'm not sure. Does she sell uh, breast floats? Evidently not yet. Or not, not yet. yet. Those are coming. I guess we're going to see how the butt pool float sells and then maybe other items. And if you do the breast float. Yes. Do you sell the breast float with erect nipples? No. I, I, I think you would sell the breast float with uh, like how this one has a thong bikini on it. Right. But I'm saying you would you have, would, like, a bra. No, that's my point. Are you saying whether it be pokies, that sort of thing? That's what I'm saying, yeah. You know, nips up. Nips up. Or the headlights on, as they say yeah. sometimes. That could be a product. That could be a, that could be something. How is anybody buying that for $98? $98. not something better to do with $98? I bet it's just a bunch of, like, rich athletes that want it for their pools. Like so Kim it's Kardashian. hilarious, as like you Like, if you say. go to Odell Beckham's house to go swimming, and he has the Kim Kardashian butt, butt uh, float. I think that'd be funny. Why don't you get one? If my brother-in-law still had a pool, which they don't anymore. Uh, you would not get one. I would get one. You would not. And I would no, send it right to the house. You would not. And I'll tell you why you wouldn't. Because they have children. How are you going to explain the ass floating in the pool? The real reason is I wouldn't get it is because it's $98. Right. <laughs> you cheap son and of I'm a bitch. I'm too cheap. But you're not, though. That's that's what's so weird. Certain things I will spend money on, Jerry, but pool floats, probably not one of them. <laughs> exactly. I do strangely not care about, um, like, I'm careful with my money in all aspects except going out to eat. Right, which is the big, most financial, yes. I'm sure Dave Ramsey will tell you, the oh, biggest waste of money you can ever find is going out to a restaurant. Dave Ramsey would not like that. He would not approve of that at all. Mm-mm. Right. Uh, here's one, Jerry. This incident occurred in the town of uh, Sovetsky, Russia. I always love these stories. And this could happen anywhere. This could be anywhere USA as well, Jerry. Yeah, this is right by London, right? Uh, no, Russia, I, I can't imagine, is anywhere near London. Got it. Sovetsky, Russia. Uh, these two thugs went into a shopkeeper's place to rob him. Little did they know, Jerry, he knew, knows judo. Nice. And there's a surveillance camera of him judoing the two guys. One chop for each guy, and they went down. Like, just one, like... Whoosh. That's called if you power. If you have your own... I do worry about this, like I always talk about uh, owning a business at some point. Yeah. I would need to learn judo of some sort. Jiu-jitsu. Some sort of grappling. Robbed. Yeah, so that... If someone comes in to rob me, I would just jujitsu them. What if I did this instead? 
I don't accept cash, charge only. <laughs> well, then no one can rob me. First of all, that is the way things are going, number yes. one. Very few people actually use cash. I think you could be successful as a debit card only company. Right. I really do. Now, you could accept cash if someone came in with it. But I think if you advertise as a debit and credit only place, right. I think that is an amazing deterrent for thieves. Right. What are you robbing? The credit card terminal? Well, here's the problem, because uh, I don't know who in my family just ran into this. Um, they they dropped their kid off in the front of, like, a Froyo place. Right. That was debit credit only, and the kid ran in to get the stuff, and the kid doesn't have a debit card or sure. a credit card. And then uh, he had cash. And they go, no, we don't, we don't take cash. Well, that's where I'm saying. You can accept cash. But you wouldn't advertise it. I wouldn't. You but would if someone advertise. came in and said, listen, I only got $10 on me. I don't have a credit card. All right, no problem. How about this for a sign in your place? Cash is king, except here. <laughs> we love debit credit. Debit is king. Debit is king. Yeah, I think that's, I actually think it's a good idea. I really do. Do you have those, uh, what do they call it, the chip in all of your um, cards now? I have the chip in all of my cards except for my one, I have three debit cards, three different accounts. They have chips in them. My American Express card has a chip in it. My one card, which has been hacked three times nice. in the last 15 months, I had to go back to the bank, and they just gave me a regular one with no chip, and they've never sent me a new one, and now that one doesn't even work. I'm down to uh, only one card left with no chip. Yeah, right. it's really kind of annoying. Now I want it a chip, It doesn't save yeah. any time. Well, they say it's much more safe, though, Jerry. Okay. The chip. Although people still can't figure out how to use those chip machines where you... You jam the card in, and you have to wait until right. it says, take your card out. It's very confusing for people at the supermarket or yeah. any sort of line you're in. Agreed. If you see someone with a chip card, you're like, this is going to be a while. Agreed. Totally. I mean, it's like when you used to get behind someone that would want to write a check at, like, the supermarket. People still do. Do you know Oh, that? my God. Yeah, people old still, women. Yes. Older women. That is correct. They love a check. I'm like, a debit card is the same thing. It's coming out of your check. Jerry, this weekend is the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Cool. Uh, they're actually doing it in uh, Brooklyn tomorrow, Friday. Oh, I didn't know that. Is that yeah, true? Yeah, they film it. Uh, they do it in Brooklyn, and uh, HBO films it, and they they make some sort of uh, show out of it. So that's not in Cleveland anymore. Well, the the museum itself is in Cleveland, but they do the ceremony in various places. Interesting. And it's normally pretty cool because the the bands that are inducting people and the bands getting inducted. Uh, will often jam at the end. Nice. Uh, Pearl Jam is going in this year, and Neil Young was going to induct them. Induct them? Mm-hmm. Um, but he has fallen ill. So the uh, Hall of Fame tweeted out yesterday that uh, in place of Neil Young inducting Pearl Jam will be David Letterman. Wow, his first big appearance. Yes. The... With his big beard. And I saw he was in town yesterday because... Um, Adam, who works over at TMZ, he's the New York City uh, street guy. I saw his little piece. Yeah, yeah he had a, a photo with the Letterman who yep. looks like Santa Claus still. He has not. Which I realize is actually brilliant. How so? Because it allows David Letterman to probably walk around unnoticed. No, but now you look at him and go, oh, that's the guy with the giant beard. That's David Letterman. Yeah. I, you know what? I don't know how many people have seen it, though. It's not. I, I agree. Some people, for sure, are going to see a guy in a beard and wonder, what oh, is David Letterman? As opposed to, look, it's David Letterman. 
Yes, I suppose. Like if you all of a sudden, if you walk around right now, you get mobbed by gobs of people gobs, when you walk out of here. Especially in Ocean Grove, I was right, telling you this weekend. Ridiculous. Yeah. Now let's say you grew a ridiculous beard. Yes. And your face was almost unrecognizable. Some people will know because you're that famous. Many will not, though. And then there will be some that would wonder. Hmm, who is that guy? So you're kind of knocking off 66% of your fans. Yes. Now, I wonder, do you think David Letterman will jam with uh, Pearl Jam the way the uh, that they had planned on Neil Young jamming? I don't know. Him? Does David Letterman play anything? Like he does play a piano? No, David Letterman does not play then anything. Then I would guess he probably won't be jamming with hmm. him. Now, uh, Pearl Jam was on the last week of Letterman's run on CBS. Right. So they must have some sort of connection where they like each other. Interesting. I think uh, Letterman was, uh, when Pearl Jam was getting started, they were already on the radio, but Letterman was very into them, would put them on the show. Pearl Jam on David Letterman. That's like, right, who Jerry. Else, do you who know who else is going in? I, uh, let me see if this article has it. I and don't think Is that think something it does. we could go to? Mm. I never even, like, do they sell tickets? They must, right? They must, yes. Interesting. I, I had the... one year, when I was working with Ron and Fez, 2001, okay. I, got a, I got a press pass for that. How was it? I don't really remember. It was that good, huh? I think I remember I went there. Was that all the blow you were doing? And, call, and called in from the sh- there for the show. Then I think I had to come back to work. Oh, see, that's not fun then. Yeah. Hmm. I'm so looking at the Rock good. and Roll Hall of Fame tickets. Yeah, you. Wow. Holy moly. Were you on like a uh, secondary market situation? Yeah. Uh, right what, now. What can we get in there for, Jerry? What's the cheapest? You can get in. Brooklyn. Sitting in section 211, which okay. is the right corner row 15 upper deck 350 a ticket all right if you want to sit section 220 which is going to be it would be it looks like straight on to the stage but way up row 15 400 what if i want to sit with bruce springsteen at his table uh, there are the no floor. tables available, but if you want a low section seat. Yeah. So I'll give you section. Give me a one something, like a 120 or something like that. Well, no, I can give you section seven. Seven. Row wow. nine, not even row one, row nine uh, per ticket is $3,000. Wow. Are you out of your mind? Yeah, there's some other ones here for seventeen seventy-five. This is ridiculous. So you're out then for that. I wouldn't spend $3,000 on a ticket to the Super Bowl, let True. alone this, as much as I might like this. Right. There's no, it, that, so there's no value that. in that to me. Okay, same here. And I'm not being cheap. No. I've spent a lot of money on a lot of dumb things. Yeah, This you were would just, not be one, though. You were rattling them off before, the above-ground pool, the trampoline, I mean, the basketball this? court. This is Badman. unbelievable. The furthest you could possibly be from the stage, there are two tickets available. This is section 218. Now, it's first row, but it's the upper deck of Barclay Center. That's high. $650 a ticket. Very pricey. That's one where you'd have to go with your buddy so that you each pay your own way. If you bring your wife or your girlfriend or something, you got to pay that. for both those tickets. Too That's much. $1,300 night just to yeah. walk in. Sounds pricey, And then you got to go eat at the Boomer and Carton Grill. Right. Or Kitchen or Express or whatever the hell it's called. Boomer and Carton Kitchen. That was called... And huh. that's pricey. If that I was is... them, I would up the prices that night, knowing people have cash. Sure should. And I have this, Jerry, uh, from Burger King. Well, we know McDonald's has the um, various shakes, and they had the uh, Shamrock Shake for St. Patrick's Day. Sure. Uh, Burger King has confirmed that it will be selling Fruit Loops Shake. 
Oh, I could be in for that. That is a, uh, let's see, what do you get? The shake will consist of a velvety vanilla-flavored soft serve, Fruit Loops, uh, and a sweet sauce. That sounds tremendous. That looks pretty good. That I don't know why that wouldn't be any good. Do you let your kids eat sugary cereals, or they have to eat, like, you know... Are you kidding me? Mini wheats. Have we not discussed this? I don't remember. Joseph last night had uh, Chips Ahoy cookies for dinner. <laughs> so they're okay with uh, eating those things. Yeah. Chips Ahoy. Lucky cr- Charms is the cereal of choice in our house. I <laughs> oh, eat, right. It's so funny because I, I eat bran flakes. Yes. Which couldn't be. I actually like them, but there couldn't be less to it. Bran flakes and blueberries or strawberries. That's how I usually roll. Or who says that? That's usually what I how I eat the cereal. And then there will be my wife with, I don't know, a big, huge bowl of Fruity Pebbles. Yes. And then the little guy will have Lucky Charms, and then my older son will eat Honey Nut Cheerios. And then for dessert of breakfast, I'll have chocolate chip Pop-Tarts. Right. So, yeah, they can have sugary cereal. Okay, that's good. I look at it this way, Al. As long as they're running around and they're active and they're playing, I have no issue with it. I really don't. And as long as they don't eat, like, crap the rest of the day. They actually eat relatively. They love grilled chicken. Um, they, they like steaks. They eat good stuff. All right. But boy, oh boy, they eat a lot of garbage. Hmm. Is that a problem you for you? S- no, no, no. I'm with you. I, I I eat that stuff when I was a kid, and I turned out fine, Jerry. Yeah, I mean, look at you. You're thin as a rail right yeah, now. Exactly. Of course, you were portly at one point. Uh, at one point. Yes. A little portly. You know how many? How about this? So I've told you I've been wearing this fitness watch. Oh, yes. Since like December 27th. Yeah, this is an Under Armour one. Okay. I've been wearing this now. I think HTC makes it. I've been wearing it since December 27th. I have hit 10,000 steps three times. Three times. And that's your goal for the day? That's what I try. I set my goal at seven hours of sleep, which I only hit two out of seven days every week, which is Friday Saturday, and Saturday. Saturday. Okay. That's it. And then the working out, I hit four days a week maybe, and I only put 35 minutes that I want to get in. Uh, the 10,000 steps, I've literally hit only three times since late December. My wife works retail part-time, three days a week, maybe, sometimes four. Do you know the days she works, she's doing 15,000 steps? 15,000! I have an idea. Why don't you move your desk much further from the studio? Well, I started doing laps around the building, and when I get out of here every hour. I thought you just running down for uh, Craig's food every day would have... Put I have some not mileage run down for that. Craig's food in a month. Oh, you got to get on that. I, I'll pass. And take the stairs. He's been doing it. He left the radio station yesterday to run across the street to buy a sandwich. That's true. In six minutes and made it back. Yeah, he's very quick. Very impressive. That's New York, Jerry. Up next is the warm-up show. We're done? I remember it being terrific. You must have a parking issue. Well, I just want to make sure I get to my car. Plus, I have to sign some paperwork. Uh, <laughs> that's coming up next. Uh... Do you say goodbye? I forget how this works. No, I'm good. Boy, I'm watching the Tiki and Tierney monitor in here. Their producer also walks behind them and hands them papers. Yeah. Ripping me off. See you! It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Al and Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. All right, good morning, Al. How are you? Nice Thursday morning for you. Oh, hi, Jerry. Lousy night for the Yankees and the Mets. Yankees lost to the Rays, lost the series. And the Mets, uh, well, Bartolo Colon didn't get the win, but the Braves did beat them last night. Hansel Robles was awful, and then uh, Montero not very good late, so they lose. Uh, You also had something going around, and a lot of details on that, of course, through the morning. How about the story that I think I saw Deadspin had it first, and it was based off of, I think it was all based off of Susan's interview 
with Joe and Evan about Clint Frazier. Um, and she was talking yesterday during the show about Frazier basically saying he's an immature kid. He still has to kind of grow up a little bit. She doesn't see the bat speed that everybody's like fawning over. Uh, and then they were talking about the numbers all these guys have. Who's wearing 77, 99, blah, 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 blah. And then she brought up, went back to Frazier. Did you hear the Clint story? Clint Frazier actually asked the Yankees if they ever retire, unretire numbers. <laughs> did he really? Yeah? Well, what he number did he want? I just want to know. What number did he want? No, he wanted number seven. Uh, did, oh, are you kidding me? Oh, 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 oh my God. Clint. Did he even know who Mickey Mantle was? Did he know? I have no idea. So I guess that turned into the big story from Deadspin, correct? Correct, and then they all went around. Uh, Brian Cashman denied it. He said he called the uh, various equipment managers. They denied it. Clint Frazier took to Twitter. He denied it. The only issue I have with that is Susan's been around that team for a really long time. There's no way she's putting that out there unless someone that's a good source told her that. Yeah. I don't I don't buy They can deny it all they want. I don't believe the fact that that didn't happen. I'm, I'm kind of with her on that. I'm kind of with Clint Frazier. Let's start unretiring some of these numbers. <laughs> it's been a long time. They, Let's go. They do have a lot of uh, retired numbers. Free up number three. Right. Well, like, Jeter just retired. No one take that number. Three is never going to be unretired. Well, ever, ever, ever. These Lou Gehrig's, Mickey Mantles. <laughs> so we want five back. We want three back. We want all the yes. number nine comes back. Right. I like the way the Steelers do it. They don't retire numbers. A lot of football teams do that, too. They retire the names. They yeah, put the names in the wall of yeah, fame. Yeah, it's very, it is somewhat strange, though, to see you watching a Steeler game. And some rando Agreed. dude is wearing Lynn Swan's well, number. I agree, but you know the the problem is, what do you do? I mean, you've got fifty something guys on the roster every year. There's turnover every year. There's only ninety nine numbers. Yeah, but then you run into the problem where you you should have to earn one of the, the legendary numbers. So like, I, I don't disagree with that. Everyone will come in and be like, "Give me Mickey Mantle. Like, I I'll don't, take seven. I don't think <laughs> no one's wearing numbers. No, I'm saying if it was <laughs> no. available. Well, you could give Gary Sanchez number seven after the way he ended the year last right. year. Right, like at the end of the right. year, he goes, uh, great year, can't wait to get started next spring, I'll be wearing number seven. And, of course, now he's one for 14 in his first three games. You rip that seven right off his back, or you put a one in front of it. Well, there you go. Various number changes throughout <laughs> the season, depending on how you're doing. I know the Cowboys, they don't retire numbers either, but I do not believe anybody who's worn number eight since Aikman. Left Now, people have worn 88. Obviously, Des Bryant has that now. There was even, I forget who it was, there was a tight end that wore 88 after Irvin. But for the most part, there are numbers that they don't give away, although they're not retired. But I like your idea. Just kind of removable temporary numbers. Yeah. You earn the three, but then you're going to get a two in front of it when you start sucking. Yeah, you're on a quite a, well, 23. Was that? Um, That's Mattingly. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just throwing. Oh, fine. Put a Bad one. Choice, well, that would be Winfield. I yeah, mean, I get, all right, whatever. I'm bothered by Cole Beasley running around in that number 11 yeah. Danny White yeah, jersey. Yeah, listen, I love Danny White, and I work with him every Sunday. Danny White wasn't a Hall of Fame player. Oh. He's a really good quarterback. Other people can wear number 11. Well, I like this kid mixing it up. Uh, Madison Bumgarner, Jerry, he's a pitcher. I've heard. But on opening day, he hit two home runs. Yeah, we did that story, yes. First one to do that, I believe. Uh, well, the um, Baseball Hall of Fame came calling for his bat. What they were going to do with this bat, would you want to go to the Hall of Fame and see a bat? Specifically? Yeah, that bat. No. When, I mean, have you been to the Hall of Fame? No, I've not okay. been. I went a couple of years ago for the first time. And all it is is just amazing milestones or great feats, and they, and which is why... I call them the biggest hypocrites on the planet. The idea that Pete Rose isn't allowed in the Hall of Fame, yet 
Oh, look at Rose's jersey from the year he broke. It's it's a joke. Pete Rose is splashed all over the Baseball Hall of Fame in the museum. He's just not down the little mu. Which, by the way, the Hall of Fame. And I know guys like Evan Roberts will get angry with me for saying this, but the most boring part of going to the Hall of Fame is the Hall of Fame. It's the museum, which is the really cool part. They got they got very neat videos with. You know, great moments in time in baseball. They've got stuff from Babe Ruth, the cleats, the bats, all really cool things to see. The Hall of Fame is nothing but a bunch of plaques. But but would you say to your kids, uh, Matthew, come quickly. Look, it's well, Madison Bumgarner's opening day bat. Oh, sa- yeah, sadly. Yeah. You would? I, I probably would. <laughs> Again, the museum is huge. Yeah. And they have everything from when Rose broke the hit streak, you know, the hit streak, and they got the bat from that game. Um, they've got stuff from Maris. They've got stuff from guys like Man. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Now, would I be like, check out the bat from Bum? Probably not. But you do do that for certain items that are in it. You know, Jackie Robinson memorabilia, really cool stuff. How did they use Susan, to, uh... by the way, is in the Hall of Fame. I did see that display. Someone uh, yes. sent me a photo when I, they went. I think I, I think I did. That was you. Yeah. How did they used to catch with those big fat mitts? <laughs> I don't know. Two hands, Al. That's they'd go Al. like this. It, the, the ball would hit that big fat pillow mitt. Two hands. And then they'd grab it. Two hands. It's probably a better technique than this. Just snatch it out of the air. Yeah, and then you hmm. drop the stupid thing. So he's just going to keep it for his own uh, Hall of Fame in his home, I guess. That's kind of selfish. He's just being kind I'm of defiant about it. Good for him. Which I like. It's his bat. Good for him. I, and, don't, I don't mind that. And then when are the Masters? Today. Oh, starts today? <laughs> yes. Well, Dustin Johnson, I guess he's renting a house in Augusta. As they, Yeah, as most players do, yes. And he uh, fell down stairs. Yeah, something seems kind of fishy about that, doesn't it? Well, falling down, because you've slipped and fallen downstairs. I have. And when you do it, you think, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. We are scaling steps up and down fast. Yes. It's like when you bite your tongue eating like a sub sandwich. Right. And you go, how do I not bite my tongue more often? It's just swinging around. The oddities of life, Al. <laughs> yeah, it's like just swinging around my mouth and teeth. Hey, Paul, get ready. Here comes another Al's boring <laughs> podcast topic. <laughs> so he falls down the stairs and he hurt his back. So he's out. Uh, we don't know that. I, you think? Matter of fact, I will be stunned if he does not play today. You made it sound like you think something fishy is up. Well... I don't know. Anytime you hear of an injury in the house, you never know. But they're not his stairs. No, I know. Like, you know your stairs. You could probably sleepwalk. Oh, yeah, because stairs are different from house to house. Run up and down your stairs. They're the same size. You know what the problem is? Augusta's one of those really old towns. Okay. You ever go into, like, a really old house? The stairs stairs are like a ladder. The stairs are not a ladder. Will you stop? There are still standards and codes. (laughs) There, There are now some of these old Augusta houses. I'm pretty sure he didn't rent a house where the stairs is a big slide that he just falls well, down. But we'll see. I, I imagine he will play today and everything will be fine. Is he married to Wayne Gretzky's daughter? Yes, he is. Paula or Paulina? That is exactly right. Maybe he was checking her out and he went. 
write down the... <laughs> well, again, <laughs> something could be fishy stairs. about it. Oh, we don't know why or fishy. how he fell down the stairs. That's the fishy We'll take part. a time out. Boomer and Carton in a couple of minutes on the fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's the shortest show on WFAN. Right, just recapping things quickly. Uh, Rays beat the Yankees last night 4-1. Michael Pineda was terrible. We'll hear from him uh, coming up later in the show. Braves over the Mets 3-1 in 12. Uh, Hansel Robles just blew things up in the 7th, and then Rafael Montero bad in the 12th inning. So we'll see Matt Harvey later tonight. By the way, Bartolo Colon, I don't know if you saw this or not, if you got to the TV in time, they gave him one heck of an ovation last night when he took the mound. And then also when he got to hit. Yes, well, of course. That's the exciting thing. And I'll tell you another thing, too. And Maybe they did this last year. Maybe they didn't. I don't remember. I love the sponsored no-break in-between innings. Yes. Where they just keep it in the booth. And it's actually, I don't want to say it makes it more pleasurable to watch the game. It's not that big a deal. But it's neat not to have that break to where you're watching the spots and the commercials. And other, quickly, you're a baseball fan. Your thoughts of the unintentional, intentional walk now, or the intentional walk where you don't throw the, the four pitches. I like that idea. Let's speed this up. I did a few times last night. I thought I'd hate it. I actually don't mind it. Although, it's okay. really, it's not really saving a lot of time. It's not saving a lot of time, but I, I do like the idea of not going through the charade of throwing the four pitch. I know you lose the possibility of a ball going over the catcher's head or something like that. But it's like when they, you know, they walk Freeman last night late in the game. I think that was the second or third time they had that last night. It just kind of gets right to the point. Like, all right, we put this guy on base. Let's not fool around. So that's kind of cool. Uh, quickly, James Dolan gets into it with a fan and does not deny it. And I love that. If you're going to be an ass, I'm going to call you an ass. Right. Yeah, I love that, too. For once, I'm on James Dolan's side. It's actually refreshing that someone's honest with us. A guy outside the garden yelled to him, sell the team. Be listening hourly. Oh, <laughs> this hour and every hour.